Hello, and welcome back for this bonus episode of I Wasn't Always Like This, an uplifting podcast about living with depression. This bonus episode started as a story about an upcoming journey. Then it became a journey in itself. Thank you so much for listening. Don't give up. Don't give in. It's just the journey. The darkness grows the seed. Bonus episode Road Trips and Dad. I learned to love road trips because of my dad. Falling in love with long-distance drives came from times on the road with him and my family. Driving to Cincinnati, Florida, Chautauqua, or Hershey Park, Pennsylvania, or even just out to Burton, our maple candy connection, or to his favorite store to shop for suits. Being in the car with my dad was always an adventure. During the summer afternoons of my childhood, I would be outside playing with my friends. When he came home from work, he would stop at the bottom of the driveway to offer me a ride up to the garage, which was not a very long distance. <laughs> I remember going from the heat of the summer into the freezing cold air-conditioned car for that 40-second ride with him. He joked about being my driver. <laughs> it always made me feel so very special. Today is the 17th of September, as of today, my dad has been gone for as many years as he lived. He was 48 when he died, and it has been unbelievably 48 years since that night he played an extra game of tennis, a game his heart just couldn't take. For my dad today, I will drive to Burton and get some maple cream candy, maybe stop at some of our old favorite places along the way, singing in the car and remembering sweet memories. Not just memories of my dad though. Any drive in the car where Maddie isn't there is a reminder of how my life has changed over the past eight months. Maddie, my co-pilot, my partner, my buddy, which was my dad's name as well. She's been weighing very heavily on my mind lately. Full disclosure, for those who have been listening to this podcast for a while or have read my book, I am admitting to all of you now that the worst roommate in the world has recently moved back in. Not permanently, of course. It just showed up, a touch bedraggled and tired, and asked to stay on the guest futon for a few days. I said, okay. Only for a few days though, because I have a lot of work to get done and don't really have the time to waste hanging out with you. The worst roommate agreed. It just wanted to be near me for a moment or two. So between that arrival, all the work in front of me, which is all good and I'm super grateful for all of it, and the weight of today being the 17th, and these recent thoughts about Maddie, it's been what I would call 
an interesting time with air quotes on interesting. A dark night of the soul time, introspective, with a whole lot of witnessing. Witnessing what I'm feeling and what thoughts my brain is coming up with is one of the more effective tools in my spiritual toolbox. As long as I'm able to step back and witness the thoughts, the feelings, the behaviors, the distractions, well, it makes it a bit easier to navigate the journey through the darkness. Amidst all of everything that is going on internally and externally, I was also planning for an epic road trip, which was what got me started on this episode. I'm participating in a conference in Edinburgh, Texas, a town about 10 miles from the border with Mexico, so way down there in Texas. And I had my whole drive mapped out, four days down, five days back. My itinerary was Bowling Green, Kentucky, Little Rock, Arkansas, visiting my friend Rebecca, a couple of days in Austin, visiting several friends, and then Edinburgh for the two-day conference. Coming home was even more exciting because after stopping in Sugarland, Texas, because I really like that name, I was going to drive the Gulf Coast. I've never done that route before. And head up to Mobile, Alabama, then to Chattanooga for a visit with a sweet friend, then Lexington, Kentucky for one night and onward to home. I had my snack list, my music playlist, the car was prepped, the whole deal. And most importantly, my mind was clear on this. I was all set in every aspect of the experience. I was really looking forward to it. And then I received the call. Nope, no traveling on my own. I will be flown down to the conference. They have their reasons and I truly do respect them for that. So I'm letting my little 10-year-old Rachel have a tantrum as I adjust to doing what I do not want to do. Her cries of not fair mixed with my own logistical concerns are not making the moment so easy. Ironically, this conference I'm traveling to as a presenter and a vendor is all about mental health. I'm facilitating a panel and two workshops on spirituality and mental health, sharing from my own personal experience with how those two aspects of life intersect for me. I tried to explain that driving is one of my mental health toolbox staples. I mean, seriously. <laughs> driving versus flying is a completely different experience for my psyche, which at the moment is feeling a touch fragile. The organizer understood completely. And we are dealing with a system here. See the air quotes on that word system. And the system said, no driving. And so I adjust, I recalibrate, I adapt all while the worst roommate in the world is lying unwashed on the futon behind me saying, wow, that really sucks. You do not like flying. How are you going to bring all of your comfort items? 
And your books, are you really going to carry them with you? You could ship them, I suppose. What if they get lost, though? What if your flight gets canceled? Can't you just feel your stomach tightening right now? That anxiety must be really intense. And on and on and on until I can't take it anymore. Until I tell it to stop and go take a shower. Please. It's a pain. Literally. It's the admitting of moments like these that is still a bit tricky for me. Even more so since the book was published. I used to be able to skate through looking like I had it all together and no one except the closest inner circle of folks would know what was really going on. Not so much like the mask I used to wear back in my teens and 20s. More like a choice to keep what is private, private. My mom talks about this. She says that friends often comment on how happy she seems to be all the time. And she explains gently that when she's not happy, she doesn't go out in the world. Similarly, when I am not at what I consider my best, my strongest, I also do not go out into the world. That is when cave time becomes crucial to my survival. So it's not about being fake. It's actually about being more authentic than I've ever been to others and to myself. When I made the commitment to writing and publishing the book, however, it didn't fully occur to me that now everyone would know my secret to Sir Thriving. They would know how I navigate this life. They would know, well, everything. And still, there's yet another piece of this to look at, a piece I think some of you will relate to. There's that part of me that really wants to be the hero, or shiro, of my own story. And full disclosure, I also want to be the shiro of your story, and everyone else's story as well. It's not very comfortable for me to accept that I can't be that, especially in moments like these, when I'm feeling vulnerable and... I think the word is wobbly. Like my internet here at the new place, I'm currently unstable. It causes me to be distracted and edgy, restless and tearful. And here's the most important part of all of this. And I sincerely thank you all for sticking with me to get to this part. I know that everything is going to be all right. I know that I am going to be all right. In fact, I'm already all right, just as I am. And especially around this Texas travel experience, everything will unfold as it is meant to be. I will pack accordingly. I will either ship my books ahead of time or travel with a second bag. The conference folks have agreed to pay for that. I will find my way to embracing this experience with calm and with enjoyment. I know this because I know myself. I need to move through the tantrum and the stubbornness to get to the place of yielding and acceptance. 
And the good news is that this process has become shorter over the years. Woohoo, signs of growth. And most importantly, there will be more road trips in my future. I have family in Colorado and Boston, beloved friends to see all over the country, a spiritual retreat I want to visit in Vermont, the Wizard of Oz Museum in Kansas, the Troll Forest in Maine, and without question, a return visit to the Field of Dreams in Iowa. There are plenty of places for me to drive to. I will get to all of them. And the best part, whether I'm traveling alongside another living human or on my own, I know that my dad and Maddie will be with me, always. Especially for today's drive, Dad, thank you so much for everything. Still your light keeps 
Thank you so much for listening to I Wasn't Always Like This, an uplifting podcast about living with depression. Although I do like to present to the world a more put-together image of being a survivor, there are times when I simply am not fully that thing. I mean, I'm always surthriving. It's just that it doesn't always look like that. And I truly do appreciate all of you listening and being with me as we all walk each other home. If you're interested in hearing other conversations I've had with folks about my way of living, please check out some of the interviews I've done on other podcasts. You can find them by clicking the news tab of my website. There's some good stuff there. Also at the website, the whole podcast is available starting from our first episode in June of 2020. There's info on my book, how to get it, as well as other cool stuff. And of course, there's always that all-important contact tab. If you want to reach out or to receive my truly sporadic informational-only emails, please use the contact tab. The website is www.revrachelhollander.com. That's Rev, R-E-V as in Valerie, rachelhollander.com. I'm sending out so much love for this season and for whatever journeys you all might be taking right now, in the world 
or within yourselves. Either way, I hope you have some good snacks. Please take good care of yourselves and one another. Talk soon.